So what do I do with all these songs? This is a question you have probably found yourself asking yourself many times, or maybe you are asking it right now. I am asking this right now myself. I have had some songs that I produced and a good number of them that have recently kind of come back to me, um, or I took them back, I should say. And now they kind of go back into the where do they go category. Do I pitch them to another exclusive sync library? Do I put them into non-exclusive libraries? Or do I put them on Spotify, most likely? Uh, what is the best choice for me for what I do with them? And that is what we're going to explore today. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Make Music Income podcast uh, number 72, episode number 72. We're going to talk about how to make music income, just like we do every week, uh, of all kinds. And especially today, what do we do with the music that we have with the songs that we have that we are not quite sure what to do with? A lot of people ask me this question all the time. And so a lot of times I talk about a, a lot of things. We're not going to talk about all of these things today, but sync licensing for TV and film, uh, non-exclusive music licensing for YouTube and other things, um, artist income, streaming income, online channel income, music publishing and royalties, music production for clients, and so much more. Uh, again, thanks for joining me. If you're just coming in and if you're listening on the podcast Thank you so much for listening. My name is Eric Copeland, and I literally have made hundreds of thousands, if not one million dollars, uh, over the course of my career as a composer, producer, and artist, a songwriter, a background singer, a music consultant, uh, an avid PlayStation player of NBA 2K. I haven't really made any money with that. Um, a, a church music director, a music marketer. I do lots of things, so many things, but I have to do all those things. So um, I've made all of this income, just so you know, and this is important to know, uh, outside the walls of the music industry. I've never had a job in a music label or I've never been signed or anything like that. I've completely supported my family uh, I like to think I have for uh, over 22 years with only music jobs and made income from music for almost 40 years now. So most of you watching are also like me, likely not involved in a major record label or publishing label. Um, you probably never will be, and that's okay. That's, that doesn't mean you can't make music income, and that's what this whole channel is about really and certainly this podcast hey thanks for everybody who's joining me today um song song of moonchild says hi Eric. i watch a lot of your videos just want to say thanks for the channel you are welcome thanks for being here um andreas is in the house thanks andreas for being here signature music is here if you're here let me know and especially if you are watching from facebook or instagram as far as i know i am also live on those uh, channels as well, which is cool. But this is our podcast. We air this podcast on all the podcast channels, uh, audio podcast channels on Spotify and on uh, uh, Apple Music Podcasts and just everywhere. And so a lot of you are listening there and thank you and welcome uh, 
also for being here today. Interested to uh, get your thoughts on what we're going to be talking about today, because today we're going to be talking about what do I do with my music? Uh, how do you know what to do with the songs that you produce? Should you save them for some exclusive library so you can get on TV and film? Should you throw them into streaming and non-exclusive sites and beat stores and gaming music? Well, um, I'd like to be talking about all this stuff today because I have some new songs that just kind of came back to me that I have to decide what to do with and I think I know what I'm going to do with them. But uh, maybe you can help me with those answers as we go. Um, and, and feel free, you are co-hosting this. If you are live here with me today, and we shoot this every Friday around this time, sometimes at 1 p.m., sometimes at 12, just depending on my day and schedule. Fabio is in the house. Fabulous to see you, my friend. Thanks for being here. Um, today's show is brought to you by something new that I've come up with in the past uh, month. It's called Make Music Income Daily. Now, this week I went in and made some upgrades to the Make Music Income Daily membership. And first, I want to I want to talk about it for just a second because it is the quote unquote sponsor. Can you sponsor your own video? I guess you can. I'm doing it. So I want to just show you the site a little bit and just show you what is going on there. Now, um, first of all, this is the goofy picture I have of me on the front page of my website. But if you go to the link, which is I'll put down in the description below, which is make music income com slash daily, you will see this and you'll get to see this video of me talking, which is on my channel. So what would happen if I just turned the camera on every day and just told you how I'm making music income? What indeed would happen, Eric? So I'm not going to play that whole video. You can go and watch that video. But uh, this is something that I, I've kind of just come up. You know, I have struggled, as I've told many of you, on how I am going to uh make this whole site uh, as far as an income type of stream. I, I didn't do it to start that way. I just do it to talk about what's happening with me. This whole podcast today is just all about what has happened to me uh, two days ago when I talked to a, a library owner. And um, and that, that kind of thing is what I just talk about what is meaning something to me at the time. And I think by doing it, it can help you as well. So I want to just go through these services real quick. There's basically four or five levels of this thing. And this is all right now only on YouTube. And you can join there. I'll tell you how to do that in just a second. But first of all, there is the behind the scenes plan. This is something I've been doing every day. I've been shooting a little video it looks a lot like the video that you were just looking at up here. And uh, I shoot it and I just talk to the camera for about four or five minutes and talk to you about what I'm doing that day to make specific jobs that make me specific incomes that go into my specific bank accounts, which is what we all want, right? We want money that is going to go into our accounts. So uh, the behind the scenes plan is $4.99 and uh, it's exclusive access to behind the scenes video I shoot every single weekday. I, I've been a little lax this week. I only have two or three up, I think, but this is going to be on my YouTube site and eventually also on my website. 
Um, I shoot these usually in the morning, but sometimes at night, sometimes in a studio at the school, sometimes I shoot it in my car, but it's all about trying to tell you what is up this week, that day, what literal dollars are coming in, how much, and from what client. Sometimes I even name, this is something I don't do on this channel, I name the the actual libraries I'm working with. So this is something that is part of the behind the scenes plan. You also get some standard YouTube things like special buttons. Um, if anybody is in the stream right now and is part of that, I can see uh, a, a little special button. Uh-oh. Um, so I see somebody from LinkedIn here. Uh, promoted this podcast in my Facebook group, Good Music Masters. Awesome. Thank you so much, LinkedIn user, for, for letting us know. If anybody is watching from Facebook, make sure you comment, and I will uh, I will talk to you. It says it can't post some comments to some designations. Maybe that's Facebook. I don't know. Arco is here. Hello, Arco. Jonathan is here. Hello. Good to see you, too. So right now we're talking about the uh, sponsor of today's show, my own show, being sponsored by my own service, which is Make Music Income Daily. And um, so I talked about the behind the scenes plan. So, all right, that's the first set, uh, the first thing that you can get in this plan. The second is the Make It Happen plan. And this is if for $9.99, you basically get questions and answers. A lot of times I will answer those uh, questions with videos if you want me to. And uh, so that's kind of a little extra service. And then of course you also get the behind the scenes videos. And the third level is the next level songs plan. Folks, I have been doing song critiques for about 20 years now and it's very valuable. I have a sheet that I go through and I just talk about the song and talk about the licensing potential or the money-making potential of the song. I usually charge like 125 bucks to do this service. Now, if you join the plan and you join on the Next Level Songs plan for $24.99, you'll get one song a month done uh, and get my honest thoughts by video personally, quickly, and and then help you figure out how to make music income for that song. Plus you get all the other stuff. And then you can add to that for the higher plan, which is the $49.99 plan. And that is basically including the, the critique video, but also a half hour consulting time on Zoom per month, just you and me. And so uh, it could be also be a phone call if you prefer not to do Zoom. Now I will tell you these, these last two plans are really only for um, for people who are are pretty serious but um, you, you really need to be composing already and you need to be or producing music already but um, I have been doing this kind of stuff and right now folks my um, I, I, just because of my time I have had uh, 125 on my hourly long um, consulting plan uh, coaching online and then I do have a full monthly consulting plan. So this is the biggie one. It's $99 a month, but um, you all you get the behind the scenes stuff. You get email Q&A as much as you need to email me. You get a monthly song critique that's separate from our call and then a full one hour consulting session. Still better. That's $99. That's still better than the 125 that I charge everybody to do that. So uh, then there's buttons here to click and it will take you to uh, a place that I can't see, but I'll have that fixed. It'll take you to YouTube where you can join 
And if you want to join now, just go to youtube.com slash, here, let me put that up. If you want to join, the easiest way right now is just go to youtube.com slash makemusicincome slash join. Um, and you can go right there. I'll put that link in the description below. And you can join and be part of that. As soon as I get 10 members or so, we're going to have a little bit of a party. And I'm going to uh, maybe throw some extra things in for everybody. Um, Arco says, I'll try out new business things and licensing is very thing, but I'd like to explore some backdoor music business. Okay, not sure what that means, but thank you, Arco. All right, let me uh, remove this and let's move on here. Um, uh, now, you may be wondering why I've got this thing going, this, and usually when you see people do this, this kind of um, membership thing, there's a community involved and people can talk to each other and, and talk to each other. So let me ask you a question. First, are you going to make music? And then number two, do you want to make music income? Okay, conversation over. <laughs> I think we don't need to communicate in a community about that. But remember, I also have my great, big, beautiful Discord that is 1,100. I just looked at the numbers. It's 1,100 even right now, people in there uh, to talk to. So if you need, if you need community, uh, you can certainly check that out. And likely, many of you are part of my friend Stevie B and Dave Croft's great communities as well. And they have super great communities. I don't see a need to start another one. So um, again, especially with the Discord, that is absolutely free. Okay, conversation over. Uh, let's go to Discord if you want to uh, speak to the community or want community. And I'll put that link in the description below. So make music income daily just to kind of wrap it up is uh, all about just getting behind the scenes stuff from me, then larger levels where you can get feedback on your music and personal one-on-one -on -one, uh, uh, talking with me uh, on a monthly basis. So might be good for you. All right, let's move to my week uh, and talk a little bit about what's been going on with me. Um, I don't have a super interesting week to talk about. First of all, uh, the main thing I've been working on daily is something where I've been moving uh, a song from Logic over to MuseScore, and that's the very first thing I do every day. So I'm, I'm involved in music at from the get-go. I mean, that's not the very first thing I do. The first thing I do is drink water and sit out by the pool and stare into the abyss uh, for a while. And then after I do that, then uh, I come in and uh, start to start to do a little music. And I start with something of mine. I would recommend this to you. If you are someone who does music and you have a lot of jobs and stuff, start at the beginning of the day with something of yours. Just listen to it, work with it, make a little bit to it. I, I've just been doing one instrument a day, pulling it over. Um, I'm going to do a whole video once I finish this on the process of taking a song from your DAW over to something like MuseScore or some kind of uh, notation software and uh, the job behind it. There's a lot to it. It's not, it's not a super easy thing to do. Uh, it's, it, there's a little bit to it. So um, yeah, I'm going to be uh, talking about that in probably on the Hello Composers channel, which I know it's been a little quiet over there lately. Um, I'm getting ready. After I get the uh, Make Music Income Daily thing up and we get a good, uh, some good support there, 
um, then I will jump into the next thing that's going to be happening on Hello Composers, which is the new mastermind. And uh, I'll, you'll be hearing more about that soon. I'll be talking more about it. But one sponsor at a time. Um, I also had a nice talk this week with my main music library, which I won't usually announce publicly here on my channel, but I do talk about in the Make Music Income Daily behind the scenes videos. So if you're interested in, again, in knowing about the libraries I work with specifically, I do talk about them in Make Music Income Daily. So make sure you join us there. Um, another thing I'm gonna do in the Make Music Income Daily, I, I just kind of thought of this today, is I think I'm going to invite people who are in the Make Music Income Daily and are ready to do this to be part of some of the pitches that I do. I've got, uh, in talking to the library, he told me about several uh, albums and, and, and things he needs. And so I am getting ready to prepare to do those. But um, I might be able to start inviting you all and be part of these pitches and get your stuff into these exclusive libraries that I'm already in. You don't have to pitch to them. You just have to pitch to me. And it has to be what I need, and it has to be the quality I need. So if that's something you're interested in, that's another reason that you should think about joining Make Music Income uh, daily and getting involved in that because it's something that I'm going to include. Um, I've been working on uh, a, a project that I'm recording, a pretty large recording project I'm working on right now. Uh, we tracked it a few weeks ago. And now trying to get stuff out to a keyboard player and get stuff, other stuff recorded for it. Having some problems with unzipping the files and normal, you know, file management type stuff that I'm working on. Uh, as you know, I've been doing a lot of shorts lately. I did a few this week. Slowed down just a little bit this week on shorts. But only because um, I was working every day on other things. I did a video earlier this week. Uh, that you might have seen about all the experiments I'm doing this week. Make Music Income Daily is one of those, but also uh, how I'm doing some different experiments this week. And so that kind of ate into my shorts editing time. I, I'm starting to have some thoughts about shorts, about short video, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, let's see what else. Uh, and then teaching, uh, I've got... Um, We've, we've started into Pro Tools this week. So I've been teaching Pro Tools to my students in the evenings. So uh, that's always a lot of work. Um, Pro Tools, you got to introduce it just right and get them comfortable with it because our particular school where I teach is a Pro Tools school. I mean, they want you to be a Pro Tools super jock when you get out of there that you can go get any job. And so starting it, introducing it to people who've never heard of it before, is very you have to be very careful on how you introduce these DAWs to people and teach them from the ground up how to record we're not recording audio yet we're mainly just learning how to bring files in and mix in the DAW and I think if you learn Pro Tools I don't know if you agree with this but I think if you learn Pro Tools you can pretty much do any DAW and and I have a lot of people coming from FL Studio and, and coming from uh, Ableton Live and those are different kinds of softwares than Pro Tools, which is much more of a recording software. So teaching that right now. All right, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, any other comments I miss? Fabio says, is SongTrader good for licensing music? What's your opinion about it? Uh, I have a whole video on SongTrader. 
if you go back into my uh, past videos. And it's all pretty much still the same. But yes, I think it's definitely good. It is a big uh, contributor to my yearly income. And when I say big, you know, hundreds of dollars, not thousands. But uh, and it's not just for licensing music, although I guess it is because a lot of their licensing is not necessarily for TV and things like that, but for on hold music that you hear in department stores, your music's playing overhead or um, other kinds of things. I really uh, like working with Song Trader, a little bit of time to put your songs in there, but totally non-exclusive. And um, you can do the free version and make money. That's what I'm doing. I, I stopped paying for it. Uh, and I think it, it works out about the same. So, um, yeah. And then Arco has another out of topic comment here. Maybe out of topic. What do you think about producers who don't know how to play anything, but can play just m basic MIDI keyboard? Um, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I, I don't think you have to be a virtuoso keyboard player with all the tools that are out there today. So I think you can certainly um, just play, uh, you know, your uh, keyboard in a simplistic way. I know um, a lot of composers who are not keyboard players. Stevie B is a guitar player, not a keyboard player. He actually is not a bad keyboard player, to be honest, but he feels he's not. And uh, I think you've seen he has a lot of success. Um, okay, well, we have talked about my week. We have talked about Make Music Income Daily. It's time now for the news. That's right. June 16th, 2023. The news from around the music world. I hope you like I hope you like that little I, I remembered that I had written this little news stinger a few years ago. Um, so I hope you could hear that. Um, all right, news one, Isotope. And um, Brainworks and Plugin Alliance. I got an email yesterday that they are all now inside of Native Instruments. I, I thought this was kind of old news. We already talked a few weeks ago about the Summer of Sound sale that Na Native Instruments is having and how I got Ozone in the upgrade. And that sale is still going on. And I kind of thought this was already old news. I, all the stuff that I got in the upgrade was from all of these companies. So I've got stuff from all of them. So I, I'm not sure um, why this is big news now, but I'll just read what Isotope's site said. Isotope's audio production software has always relied on innovation and teamwork to bring you the absolute best experience today. We're excited to let you know that our next chapter is all about keeping that awesome promise of ingenuity and co collaboration alive and kicking. Isotope Brainworks and Polygon Alliance are becoming part of Native Instruments. Again, I think that's old news. What does this mean exactly? This will mean help us uh, create a seamless and consistent experience for customers that use Isotope, Native Instruments, and Brainworks products. Well, good for them. Any thoughts on this? I'm not sure if you use any of these products, but um, from my composer's view, this is old news. I don't really use a lot of external plugins. I'm not an engineer guy, so Brainworks plugins, while they look very nice, I'm not sure they excite me that much. I don't really go outside of native not logic plugins because I'm not mixing uh, a ton. 
every once in a while I will mix for someone. I will tell you that ozone is a huge one for me. And I, if you have any comments on this, by the way, put this in before I move on to the next news item. Uh, but I, I use ozone all the time. I even used it on a vocal last week and it really helped it pop and was very helpful. Um, Bradford Knights is in the house. Um, says, per your suggestion, I started on Pond5. Can I put songs I have on Pond5 on other sites? Absolutely. Pond5 is not exclusive. And uh, so you can put them on Motion Array or any other site. What you can't put Pond5 songs on, if you've put songs on Pond5, which is, by the way, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what Pond5 is, it is a music library uh, of non-exclusive music that you can price your own uh, you can put your own prices in. And so, uh, yeah, you can then go ahead and put these in, the, but you can't put it on exclusive libraries. So if you sign those same sites to someone else, uh, you cannot put those on uh, Pond5 because then you'll have non-exclusive stuff for, that's also in an exclusive library and there will be trouble and shouting pitchforks and all sorts of things will come out. Uh, Brever says, nice new music stinger. That's right, because when we have the news, we have the news. And speaking of news, I have more news. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, well, this isn't exactly news, but uh, if you are, this kind of goes along with our thoughts today about putting stuff in Pond 5. Uh, and also putting stuff, what are you going to do with all your songs? I have a checklist. It's called the Do Everything Checklist. And basically, it is just for figuring out what to do with your songs. You have a, a song that you write. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to put it in Pond5. I'm going to put it into Audio Jungle. I'm going to put it into Motion Array. I'm going to put it into Song Trader. I've just got a long list of all the places and things I'm going to do with it. I'm going to put it in Spotify. I'm going to send it to game sites. I'm going to send it to just so many different things. And so that's why I made this do everything checklist. And uh, you might want to look it up absolutely free. You can find it at makemusicincome.com slash free with all the other free things. We've got lots of free things, free things all the time. All right. So I see some comments that I am not seeing, uh, Oh, yeah, I am. So Rob Green says, hey, is this live? Yeah, Rob, this is live. You are live, my friend, right now. You are part of the podcast uh, this week. So thanks for being here. Theus1 says, hi, Eric, and good afternoon. I've been following your videos for a while. With all respect, what would be a good starting point for music income with sync libraries? I'm a bit out of the loop on this and aiming for at least $300 a month. Is it possible? Third world country here, but I've studied in the U.S. and I consider to have enough skill for it. Thanks in advance and for all your vids. Well, yes. Uh, hey, listen, we'd all like to get $300 a month. Um, when we're talking about sync libraries, this, these are libraries that are likely exclusive because they are sync. Uh, it depends on your definition of sync, what a sync library is. But usually a sync live is someone who, a sync library is somebody uh, in a library who is, trying to put stuff into television and film and advertising and they are signing your music exclusively. So uh, you, first of all, you have to have great music. Second of all, you have to make the, the email introduction or however inter you're going to introduce yourself to the company. And then they have to 
get music for you that they like, and then they have to ingest that music, and then it has to get on their library, and then music supervisors or whoever are going to put the stuff in the TV and film have to find it and put it in there. And then there's a probably nine-month wait after the show airs, because the show has to air playing your music, and then it gets back to you through your PRO, uh, BMI, ASCAP, PRS, whatever your... Um, your PRO is. So there is a lot that has to happen for you to make an income on this. And so uh, uh, this one says, I have worked in TV and video games, but hit a wall. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a lot of work, uh, for sure, when we're talking about this kind of thing. And so I do have tons of videos on this. If you want to just go back on the channel, and I have a sync playlist. You can just go to the sync playlist on this channel. And there are tons of sync videos. And I would recommend just going and watching all those. And um, th they will give you a better idea of, of what you need to do to get into these sync libraries, how, how I play the game. And also, you can go to makemusicincome.com. I have a book there called... Um, getting in sync so you can just go to makemusicincome.com slash getting in sync uh, or just go to the makemusicincome.com site and you'll find my the way i got into sync licensing and pretty much the entire story is there how i got into libraries and how i have finally seen money coming back so i would look at that if that's interesting to you you should do that okay um news number two today on the news. I'm going to get every inch, every ounce of use out of this news stinger today. But uh, let's talk about the second thing I have here in the news. And that is um, that, and, and I'm totally stealing this from Bobby Osinski's podcast because that's where I heard it. And uh, he also has a great blog. But uh, artists selling merch are doing better than artists using only streaming. Um, this might come as a surprise to you. You might be saying, who is selling merch? And when I say merch, I don't mean just T-shirts. I mean that fans and uh, are buying physical music products from them. So people selling vinyl, people selling uh, CDs, even cassettes are doing better than artists who are not. Um, and let me just read a little bit of this article. It's becoming more and more apparent that this resurgence is driven by fans' desire for a tangible connection to an artist and their music, something that they can take home, even if they, the, people are, folks, people are buying, buying vinyl and they're not playing it. They're just buying it as a, as a tangible product that they got from these people. They're putting up on their wall. They're, there are literal frames at Michael's and these places that you can just put your vinyl in frames and use it as artwork. People are doing that. Physical pro, uh, the, the article goes on to say, physical products offer a sense of ownership and engagement that digital streaming can't replace. And um, that digital streaming can't replace, uh, that replicate, no matter how compelling the music is. Uh, moreover, artist merchandise from t-shirts to posters has become a significant part of the fan experience driving physical product sales. And they have become a lifeline for artists in an industry dominated by streaming. Yes, streaming still sells the most. We went over that a few weeks ago when I talked about all of that. But um, 
you still, there's got to be something at the show that you can sell when you are live. Um, someone just asked me about live. D-Man, thanks for being here. Says, is performing live much of a thing anymore? It seems industry people don't really go to clubs anymore to scout out artists. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true, but I would say probably they are doing way more virtual scouting than they are in-person scouting. But performing live still is money. And performing live is not something that you're going to see AI get involved in because uh, people go to a, a live performance to get an experience. Not a simulated or, or, um, or made experience by a computer, but the actual experience. And that's why performance hasn't changed in a thousand years, literally a thousand years. Um, ever since somebody got up on a rock and went, oh, 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 oh. we have been uh, involved and and in, in, entranced by live performance, and it's not going to go away. Now, as far as do labels find people that way, I'm sure they still do. Certain genres, especially rock, I'm sure, uh, is still something that people find that way. Jazz, probably. Uh, anyway, let's see if there's anything else I need to answer that. Froggy says, big crowd today. Hello, Froggy. Um, uh, Bradford says, is there a merch company who will hold, and I, I, I suppose you meant merch, a merch company who will hold and distribute items for you? Um, yes, there are. I am not prepared to talk about that today because today's podcast is not about that. But um, yeah, the answer is yes. Just do a search for uh, music merch, t music t-shirts, uh, you'll find some companies that that uh, will do the distribution for you and um, do the sales for you. I know that Cafe Press is one. Zazzle may be another one. So take a look at those. Uh, Rob Green says, great channel. Hey, Rob, thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe. If you are new, I haven't seen a few of your names. Froggy, the Frog Puppet. I love that name. Uh, subscribe. You never know. There might be something. I'm glad to have you here in the big crowd. But uh, thanks, everybody, for being here, by the way. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Helps me grow the channel and all that kind of stuff. If you are watching anywhere else, uh, like over at uh, Facebook or you're watching on LinkedIn, make sure you like and subscribe and follow and whatever you do at all those places. Froggy the Puppet says, are you still involved in AudioSparks? They have a new deal with Stability AI. Yep, uh, that it was a news item last week. I'm not even sure if I talked about it. There's, this AI stuff is happening so fast. Uh, all of these things. Um, all right, new sub. Thanks so much, Froggy. Appreciate that. But yeah, uh, the stability AI is, this is the third one. This is starting to be old news now when they say, we're going to put all of your songs into AI. Okay, go ahead. I mean, at this point, we've done it with Pond5. It's happened with Audio, uh, Audio Jungle, and now it's happened with Audio Sparks. I assume that Motion Array at some point will sell out and start putting all their stuff to uh, AI as well. And guess what? Uh, it's just more pennies for us, folks. More pennies that uh, we'll talk about as we talk about what we're going to do with our songs and that I'm really trying to get to. I do want to finish talking just a little bit about this last news item. And um, here's one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this news article and this item of news. If you look at all the streaming services, almost all of them are losing money. We don't know how much 
exactly Apple Music and YouTube Music make because they don't talk about that. But there is one exception of these music companies that makes money. Spotify doesn't make money. Spotify doesn't make money for itself. Labels make money off of it, but Spotify doesn't. But there is one of these companies that makes money. And the name is Bandcamp. And do you know why? Because Bandcamp sells physical media. I sell physical uh, CDs and, and there. That's when, it, when I did my last big push of jazz CDs. Uh, I did it through Bandcamp, made three $400. And because that's the only place left. We used to have this one company. You might have heard of them. Their name was CD Baby. As a matter of fact, their name is still CD Baby for some unknown reason. I don't know why their name is still CD Baby, but it is. And um, and, and I think they know that. They, they've made some in-jokes about lately. They know they should probably change their name. But they've been around so long. I mean, I have literally been on CD Baby since 1999. That's 24 years. That's a long time to have a brand and then change it. But uh, Bandcamp has been around for quite a while as well, and it's a place where you can uh, you can sell your. They don't distribute it for you, but you can sell physical product there, and then they will send you a shipping order, and you you send it out. And uh, those people, and that is the one that is making money. Now, of course, YouTube's probably making money. Apple is probably making money. But are they making money on their Apple Music streaming? That remains to be seen, just like Disney. Are they making money on Disney Plus yet? All that kind of stuff. But uh, Bandcamp is making money. And the artists that are relying on streaming only are doing worse financially. And this and they kind of did this study. Um, phys people selling physical products at shows, especially vinyl or CDs or cassettes, are doing better than the people only rely on streaming. And it only makes sense. If you are an artist and you're out doing gigs and you have a table set up with stuff, you're likely to sell something on it versus if you just say from the stage, look us up on Spotify, here's the, here's the QR code, good luck. Um, likely, the people who actually have stuff to sell uh, that will sell and bring them money that night will probably be uh, doing better. All right, so that is the news today. Uh, join, subscribe, do something, like, Whatever the thing that you're watching, if you're watching on um, LinkedIn, thanks so much for watching there, and go ahead and just like that or whatever you do there and keep in touch. Um, make sure you get in touch with me there and, and connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're on Facebook, I don't do a lot of personal Facebook, but I do use the Make Music Income Facebook page, which also pulls in stuff from Instagram, so you can see that there. And remember, every week you can be here, froggy. Everybody who's here today, you can be part of the podcast just by showing up and sitting with us and asking questions as we talk. Because then this podcast is not only going to be uh, on this channel, and I'm not only going to make shorts about some of the different things I talk about on here, but I'm also on Monday morning, this will be on all the podcast channels on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and all the places in audio form. So you are my podcast partner when I don't have a partner. I'm probably going to have a part. I've got a few guys I'm talking to and Stevie B will be coming back here soon. And so we'll, we'll have some partner podcasts soon. But as you know, I got a lot to talk about and it just works great in the podcast format. Um, 
D-Man says, thanks, Eric. Uh, Froggy says, thanks for the info, Eric. You're welcome. And Theus1 says, thanks, Eric. I'll check the site later. I really appreciate the insight. No problem. That is what we're here for, folks. All right. So you're probably driving along going, is, is he actually going to talk about the thing that the show is about? And I'm sorry that it's taken, uh, how far are we in now? <laughs> 40 minutes to get here. But hey, I got stuff I need to talk about. And it's all stuff that is going to help you. So let's jump right in with the actual title of today's blog, which is What Do I Do With My Songs? And uh, I, I get continued questions, as you can see, just, just now through this whole broadcast here, we're just getting to the meat because people have questions about what to do with the songs. Should I put them in Song Trader? Should I put them in Pond 5? Should I do them live? All these kind of things. The answer is yes, by the way, on all those things. Um, people like uh, Daniel of Stock Music Licensing and Steve uh, Stevie B of Production Music Academy and I have found out um, you know you probably found out about stock from us and, uh, and at some point been very disappointed probably in the long run um, you might hear from people like Jesse and Clint and others about sync licensing to TV and film you might hear about um, putting your music to Spotify and how to sell and market it there from people like Andrew Southworth and Tom Dupree all of people who I consider uh, friends and, and, and cohorts here in this kind of space. Uh, you might hear from um, other different people that are just talking about how to be artists and stuff like that. And I'm forgetting some names right now, I know. But uh, they hear me drone on about sheet music. And uh, I've talked with Garrett, who has his own sheet music podcast. I just listened to it last night. We're going to do something here soon together as well. Others talk about beat sales, and others talk about gaming music like Stephen Malin. There is a lot to think about here. There's a lot to do with our songs. That's why I go back to that, um, back to my Do Everything checklist, because you can take one song and put it in a thousand places. And so that's why the, the Do Everything checklist, I think, is so popular. But um, there's a lot to think about. But I want to talk about my current situation with some songs right now and the whole kind of impetus for today's show. And um, so I, I've been talking um, on my videos, on my daily videos, if you're a part of the behind the scenes daily videos. I always go like this because I usually shoot it like shooting it this way, like backwards rather than this way. Uh, but I've been talking on my daily videos about some songs that came back into my possession and for that story you'll have to be uh in the in the behind the scenes uh make music income daily but i have now 15 songs or so that i need to figure out what to do with and so here are my options i can um i have another library that's an exclusive library that's been taking a lot of my stuff lately i could put it into there now like i said a little while ago when I was talking to Theus One, who was asking me how to do all the sync stuff. Um, you know, uh, why, how do I get that stuff going, um, the whole sync thing? And once you have these relationships, you can go down that road. But when I think about going down that road with these 15 songs, which I think are eminently usable just by anyone, uh, they're classical songs, I, I think they could be used in a lot of ways by a lot of people. But um, 
the and, and these songs have already been shelved for a year with this other library and so now I'm getting them back and um I'm like I don't know if I want to do that whole thing again versus today putting them on libraries and actually getting people to uh put them up um and to in, in a week or tomorrow on Song Trader people uh, using them for different things and starting to get pieces of pennies for all of these songs, putting them all on uh, on everywhere that I would put them in Spotify, Pandora, all the places and starting to get income from there. Um, so here is my thinking on this. I've, I've been thinking on this several days and I'll probably think more through the weekend on it, but here's my weekend. Here's my thinking. And I think I am going to go down the non-exclusive road with these songs. And I have kind of a non-exclusive strategy that I'm going to share with you today. And that non-exclusive strategy has a lot more to do with having more control over them um, and getting paid a little faster. Um, I'm not saying that non-exclusive stuff that I put out and that goes into all sorts of different things like uh, Spotify and uh, non-exclusive licensing sites and spot uh, and song trader and and other things and content ID. I'm not saying that that pays more than sync licensing where if it gets placed in a film, but I will say it usually does make me money faster. It starts making me money in the next month versus in the next year. Um, sync licensing though could pay off way bigger most likely than any stock sale. But let's talk about the non-exclusive strategy that I want to do here. And um, first of all, let's talk about the usual suspects. So the usual suspects that I will put music into right away, if I have a new song, and these four songs, these are 15 songs, I will immediately put them into, in this order, Pond 5, which is a non-exclusive stock library. Um, and I do that for a lot of reasons. I have a video on my channel you should go look at called Start With Pond 5. And there's a reason I start there and I explain it in that video. Then I will go to Motion Array because Motion Array is probably the most professional um, and uh, um, quality library i think that i have they have very strict standards so i know if something gets in there it's going to be found by people who are looking for high standards music and not that i get paid although i did just make 85 dollars yesterday from motion array you get paid on the 15th by a lot of these places uh and if you want to know more about the exact dollars that i make sometimes i show it on here but i also talked about it the other day in make music income daily um, uh, let's, let's, I think this is going to become a drinking show. You're going to have to drink every time I say make music come daily. Um, then the next place I put it after motion array is audio jungle. Now audio jungle is another pond five type library where you can name your price and sell it for a certain price. The problem with pond uh, audio jungle is they closed their doors to new composers about two years ago, and it's not looking like they are going to open that back up and just a little alert I put something up there and had it um, it used to take do you remember when it used to take a month or weeks or whatever to get stuff reviewed I had a song reviewed and on audio jungle in one day it was actually two days because they wanted me to redo the title but the minute I did it was up 
And so maybe the closing of the doors has made things faster for them now. Don't know what they're going to do with Audio Jungle. But anyway, all that to say, that's the third one I put it to. And then I will usually put it on Song Trader because I know that there are lots of little possibilities for these songs in lots of different ways, video games, uh, different uh, overhead types, music things. And so I'll put it there. And then uh, if I think it's good for Crucial Music, which is a non-exclusive music library I use. Also, I have a whole review on Crucial Music I just did in the past few months that you may want to go look at. Uh, it's a video here on this channel. And uh, I've got three songs that have just been approved by them. I'm waiting for the, for the contracts on those. Crucial is a little different in the fact that they are like a non-exclusive library, but they're focused on television and film. And so I will go there. And then I have about three what I call also-rans. None of them have made me much or any money. One of them is Infinity Library, which is you basically put it in there and you say the name and they do the rest. Uh, the other one, and it takes one second to do. Um, I've never made any money there, I, I don't think. Um, music case, which is also, I, I just love their input, the way that you put stuff in there. I have made 20 bucks off that. Um, not been paid yet. And then VFine, which is a Chinese library, which um, is, I've never made, I've technically I've made money, never been paid any money. And uh, they change their, their system about every three months, it seems like. And so it's a little crazy there. Then I have a few that aren't quick, but do make me some money. Uh, Radio Sparks or Audio Sparks. Um, just FYI, I've started putting all my stuff in what they call Radio Sparks now. Somebody was talking about Audio Sparks earlier, and I, I am in Audio Sparks, but they uh, really don't want you to do content ID stuff in there. So I've stopped putting stuff in Audio Sparks as much as just I have a Radio Sparks um, brand now there. And so I just put stuff in Radio Sparks. That's all I'm getting paid for anyway from Audio Sparks. And that's just um, streaming stuff that they're doing on Spotify and different places. So uh, I only make probably maybe 10 bucks a month from there. And then Motion Elements, I make three or four bucks a month from there. But they don't like content ID. So, And both of those take a while to put the stuff in. So I don't usually just do those right away. Um, and I've kind of given up on other stock libraries like 123RF and 100 Audio just for now. Uh, There's not really doing anything for me. So that's the kind of libraries, and SongTrader's not really a library, but uh, places that I will put non-exclusive music first. And then the second thing, and so these songs will go into those places. The next thing that these songs will go into is Spotify. I'll just, I'm just going to put them all up as an album, and I'm going to put it up under my... Um, um, either my piano brand or my, I have another brand called Master Score Music, which is probably where it will go actually. And it's more of an orchestral slash uh, anything having to do with orchestral music and things like that and classical music. Uh, Master Score, uh, I put stuff in there. And so they'll go up to Spotify and the DSPs. I will likely use DistroKid for that. And then, um, then the other three things that I will do um, in my non-exclusive strategy is I will put them in, I could put them in gaming music stores. To be honest, I have not done much with gaming music yet. Um, I could put them on BeatStars. 
I have not done that much yet, and I wouldn't say that these piano sonatas are going to sound great on BeatStars uh, or be used. And then I can put them on my sheet music sites and likely won't do that either since these are public domain piano sonatas, but I'm sure they're up there already and, and not sure that I want to spend the time doing that. So I think, though, that I can make the most money by putting them into all of these places, the Motion Array, Pond 5, Song Trader, Audio Jungle. And because they are known songs, they're public domain known songs, they'll probably make me some money. I think my fourth best money maker on Motion Array is a Chopin piece. So I think these might do best there the fastest. Yes, I could put them into an exclusive library. And yes, it, they could be used because they are ubiquitous type of songs that people want to use as classical music. And, I'll, and maybe I'll end up doing that through Crucial Music, um, but I, I'm just not going to be uh, doing this exclusive right now. And the reason, again, is I, I can make the most money the fastest by putting them into my non-exclusive um, libraries. So I have plenty of other work that I have planned for and or being asked for from my exclusives. So I'll just focus on that and then take these and see if I can make some more immediate money. Um, I'm also thinking about something else, but before I get there, let me see if there's any questions. Mohit Dagra says, hello, sir. How are you? I am good. Um, uh, and Arco says, good news. My place has been confirmed at the music university well congratulations arco you deserve it you are really uh really working it and i think that's great arco also says he's using Bandcamp now uh bradford knight says some people go to cbs or nbc for news i go to eric broadcasting service yes here at ebs you're going to get the news of the day the Eric Broadcasting Service, the Make Music Income News of the Day, every week here on the Make Music Income podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I'm having so much fun with that. All right. So now I want to share something with you that might blow your mind. It's something I'm thinking about because you know, I have so much time. I should just start another business, you know? <laughs> There, I just have time, so much time. Why, why not start a completely new thing that would take hours and hours of my time? Um, and, and I think by the time I get done, though, you won't be as excited as you are when you hear me say, what if I started my own library? Now, this is something that people have been asking me since I started doing the show. Eric, start a library. Start your own library. And do, do we need other libraries? I think maybe we do with the way some of these libraries are going. Um, and I've thought about it. Um, I've thought about ways to do it. I've seen another person who does this uh, that Steve and I interviewed, and he does has a great site. Lester has a great library site. And I love his model, and I would probably completely steal it when you think about the fact that you could um, – you could put um, your music up on a, on a site. You could offer it for free and you have it 
um, especially like the stock type of music could be on there for free. You make sure you're registered with BMI. You make sure you're registered with Content ID. So if it's free and it gets caught and used on a show and uh, they can use it as long as they put it on a, a sheet that's going to tell BMI they played it, then you can make back in. It's also free if they're going to put it on YouTube as long as they uh, are, are fine with me collecting Content ID from that music. And then from there, if they want it content ID free, then they can pay some charge like 35 bucks or something. And I can make 35 bucks myself, not, not 35% of $35, which I would get with Audio Jungle or Pond5, but actually $35 per song for someone to use it in their YouTube video. And they could not have to pay content ID. Um, then I could go to higher prices if they wanted to do, if they made a certain amount of, 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 of plays or if they, because uh, remember content ID can still track things even if you're not making the money from it. Um, TV use money for 500 or $1,000, something like that, which is about what you'd make likely uh, from after everything kind of comes in. Um, I could do a YouTube for each song. I could do Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I could do Pandora playlists for these things to get people listening and, and, and hearing them and knowing that they're for use and available. We have people like Osynth in, in our Discord who is, does this already. He makes a, a, a YouTube site and says, you can use this song that you're listening to right now. Here's how. Go to Pond5 or Motion Array or wherever he has them. But instead of sending people there or alongside sending them, them there, it's all non-exclusive. I can do whatever I want with it. I could put them into my own library and have people go to this library. Um, I would need help, obviously. I would need people to do data entry. I'd have to hire some, some people online or something to, uh, or, or students that I have at the school to do uh, data entry to get stuff into the library. And I would have to do marketing. I would have to do marketing like Motion Array. I, I don't know about you, but every time I play a video off of my non, I, I, the ch most channels, like I'm looking at a channel now watching this video that I pay for uh, ad free. I pay the monthly premium, so I don't have to watch ads. But if I'm ever on one of my YouTube channels that does run ads, Motion Array is the ad that runs every time. Motion Array is trying to sell to me. And... Um, that's where I believe, though, this is going to fall down. The first place it's going to fall down is, do I have the time to do this? Um, the short answer is, of course not. Uh, but there is another big problem with this whole thing. Um, and if you have any thoughts about this, let me know in the uh, comments. And I'll try to get back to your question, Fabio, here in a minute. Oh, the short answer is yes. Fabio's question is, can I make my own version of public domain music and sell it on stock licensing platforms? Absolutely. That's what the, the songs that I'm talking about today are. They are absolutely that. But here is the big problem with starting my own library. And when I think it all through, I think I could make it. I think I could put the site together. I think I could do the marketing. I, I think I could, I could make that happen. Here's the problem. Here's the big problem with this, folks. Why would a client want this? Why would a client care to come to my site that has, let's say I have 500 songs up there. 
let's say I get some of your songs in there and I haven't even thought about, I've started to think down this road of could I get other composers involved in this library. But then I have to pay you and I have to figure that out. But even if we had 1,000 in there, even if we had 2,000 in there, that's still not very attractive to a client who could go to Motion Array and have anything he wants for 20-something dollars a month and have any and all the stuff he wants to download like a buffet. I don't know why a client would do this. Now, you might be saying, well, it doesn't matter if everybody comes. It only matters if a few people come. If a few people come and spend $35 or $250 or whatever, or, or lots of whoever comes and puts something on content ID, it's all good. You, it's just more money, and that's not untrue. But is that worth all the time and all the money and all the upkeep to do something like that? It's the smart move, I think. Um, and, and you could also, at the same time, continue doing all the non-exclusive libraries that you're doing. So again, my, my biggest problem though is what a, you have to think of in terms of the client. Here's, I'll give you an example. I'm a client of Envato Elements, which my music is not on right now, I don't think. But I am a client of Envato Elements, okay? So I go there because I need a video and I need it quick. And I know if I go to Envato Elements, I'm gonna have a huge library to choose from. If an ad came up on Facebook and said, hey, video editor, do you need pictures of 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 crosses uh, and of because uh, I do a lot of religious uh, music videos and Jesus and all these things come here we've got a great selection of those I mean possibly I might go there for that but uh, most likely I would just go to motion I would just go to Envato Elements because they have so much that I need <clears throat> I'm already paying for it I wouldn't have to, I don't have to pay anything if I go to Envato Elements. So I would love to know, um, you know, your thoughts on this and, uh, and, and just let me know what you think in the comments. Would you, is this feasible? I mean, I mean, making the site is feasible. It's a lot of work and every, and it would just add to my, my checklist, obviously, you know, every time I, I, I had a new song, one thing on the checklist would be put it on my library. And if I did it one at a time, and I had a quick way to do that, then I could do that. But um, anyway, um, that is uh, something I'm thinking about. And, and I just, I think when I get to this point here, what a client wanted is where I start going, I'm not sure. D-Man says, is it better to put actual songs with lyrics in music libraries, or should I also have an instrumental version of the song? Is it better to upload source music to music libraries or songs. All right, so the first question, of course you can put songs with lyrics to music libraries. Always just make sure you have an instrumental version. The second part, uh, is it better to upload source music to music libraries or songs? I'm not sure what you mean by source music. Froggy the Frog Puppet says, I think it's a saturated market, too much competition, for sure. Uh, but guess what? Um, restaurants who have built a restaurant right next to McDonald's, who are an Indian food place, and they only do Indian food, they do fine sometimes. They do great because they are a specialty marketplace, and people can go to that specialty marketplace and they can um, get something they can't get at McDonald's. You know, you can only get what, at McDonald's what you can get at McDonald's. 
But if you want Indian, you got to go to that place. And uh, there have been plenty of smaller sites. And plus, with a smaller site, I don't need to make a million dollars. Well, I need to make a million dollars. I really need to make a million dollars. But I don't have to make a million dollars as the next Motion Array or the next Pond 5. I don't need to compete with them. All I want to do is put up my own store. This is no different than, than putting your stuff on Spotify where there's a billion people and then putting your stuff on Bandcamp where it's all yours and they can get streams and they can get CDs. The, the secret there is just getting people there. And that's a little different because people are coming for you. Um, it might be that if people find you and like a piece of your music, they might want to come back and get more of your music, but I don't know. Fabio says, I think that he means the streams by saying source music. D-Man says, is it also better to upload streams to music libraries or songs? Yeah. D-Man says, I think I meant, is it better to upload actually melody-driven songs to music libraries or underscore type instrumental background type music? I think both. The answer is both for me there. I think there's no reason that you shouldn't be, dude, I upload all sorts of stuff. Stuff with melody, stuff with vocals, stuff in different genres, everything and everything. I'm backing up, beep, 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 and I'm backing up and I'm tossing it all into my non-exclusive libraries. And that's why I have months like I have this month where I, I got 300 bucks yesterday, you know? And uh, it's because I had stuff in there and that stuff just keeps adding up. Um, uh, Frog says, then make music videos and put links. I think that's a way. Yeah, agreed. And that would be part of the strategy for sure uh, if I started this. Um, I know people who are doing that and they have success. And plus, uh, Google, I, I should say YouTube, is owned by Google. It's the second largest search engine. People are going to search uh, online for a corporate music song that's religious, maybe, something weird like that. And you have that on a, on a music video, they will find you and then you can direct them to your site where they can download it or the libraries where you have that song and they can go there and download it. Um, Arco asks if I get sales with melody-driven songs. Of course, sure, all the time. Um, absolutely, Froggy, just email me at makemusicincome at gmail.com. Anybody wants to email me, shoot me an email. Love to talk to you. Uh, Arco says, I mean, the whole library thing is, is about music behind a video. It is, but what if nobody's talking? What if it's a video of, of a travel video where you're just seeing scenery and there's music and sometimes the melody is the star in a video like that? So no, I, there's absolutely tons of, I mean, you watch TV and you see something happening and uh, it's a love scene and there's no words or anything. They're just running around together and doing stuff. And there's lyrics in those songs. There's melodies in those songs. So absolutely, you can get sales with melody-driven songs for sure. You're welcome, Froggy. Well, um, what do you think of all this? Do you like my uh, non-exclusive strategy? Do you... Do you I, I've, I have this thought all the time that I really should lean more to non-exclusive. And I feel like actually I lean just appropriately both ways. Um, I work a lot with non-exclusive stuff and make money with it. I um, work with exclusive libraries and make money with them. I, I put stuff on Spotify and make money with it. I do work for clients and make money with it. I teach and make money with it. 
So uh, you know me, I am the multi-music income guy, and I certainly believe in that. Uh, listen, folks, um, it's all drip income, but at the end of the day, it makes a full cup of coffee. There's only one problem with that. I drink tea. <laughs> I've been waiting for that the whole time. All right. Remember to check out Make Music Income Daily. If you want to get behind the scenes and be part of things, make sure to go to makemusicincome.com slash daily. It's the newest thing. All the cool kids are doing it. And after I get 10 or so people in there, uh, I'm going to start opening up more stuff in there. I'm going to give away free ebooks. I'm going to do lots of stuff with this uh I'm not going to say community, but we'll say membership. Right now, it's only available at YouTube if you want to just join this second because you just want to support me, which I, I would appreciate. You can go right to youtube.com slash make music income slash join. Um, that is the only way you can get there. If you're on your phone, you have to actually put that in because there's no join button for some reason on the app. It's like that's why people aren't doing good on memberships. but um, Or you can go to the website and you can find the daily stuff there in the link there or you can email me you can do so many things there's so many things you can do hey everybody thanks so much for being part of here we'll see if we got any final uh comments here d-man says thank you eric no problem froggy says thanks fabio says have you already used the split function on DistroKid? you can split the royalties with other artists you team up with um i don't do much of that i was my goal at one point was to split uh, a lot of the stuff that I had on uh, DistroKid with my players. And the problem with that is they have to have a DistroKid and they have to pay for a DistroKid account, which makes no sense for them. Um, I just did a review, if you look on my site, on Symphonic Music, and they have a much better split system where people don't have to have an account. I mean, you have to have an account, but it's free, and then you can split uh, with them. So, uh, yeah, it, it it does seem interesting. It's not only interesting, it is the future every distributors should have this so you can just direct money to the people that are part of it. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, again, if you're watching on any of the social networks, thank you so much for watching and being part of the broadcast today. I am going to uh, call it for today and that will be it for the Make Music Income podcast. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Everybody wave. See you later. Bye-bye.